Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, May 25th, 2022, and this is day 1529 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and honor you above all others. Thank you so much, my Lord, for being such a loving God and caring God and compassionate God to us, Lord. Thank you for uh, providing us with everything we need and even with the desires of our heart. Thank you for equipping us to go forth and fulfill the purpose that you've given us for this day. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Uh, Today's message is time to downsize. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, before we even get started, um, our prayers are, you know, uh, we're praying for those families who lost loved ones uh, in the shooting that that took place in Texas. Uh, And that was really horrific, as well as those families who lost, lost loved ones in Buffalo, New York. Uh, please continue to pray for these families, all families, all people that have lost loved ones. But it's just very tragic to see what's going on in our world today. Uh, the Bible teaches us that these are the last days and that it will get worse. And we should just always be on watch and in prayer, not fearful and going forth and doing what God would have us to do. All right, so the message is time to downsize. We're coming out of Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 15. Matthew 6, 5 through 15. And uh, Jesus' disciples wanted to know, how do we pray? And this is what Jesus says. He says, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues, and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, Do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily uh, bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. 
For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. We're going to hone in there about forgiveness. The whole Lord's Prayer is so powerful. We use, we, it, it is, it is like, um, to me, uh, this whole prayer is like an outline or you, you say this prayer verbatim, you, you know, you can't go wrong, whatever you are praying God's word, um, and how it means like, for example, our father indicates that God is not only majestic and holy, but also personal and loving. He's our father. Our kingdom come is a reference to God's spiritual reign. Um, and then when we say your will be done, we are not resigning ourselves to fate, but praying that God's perfect purpose will be accomplished in this world as well as in the next. So his will be done also in us that we will go forth and do what he's called us to do. And give us today our daily bread. We are acknowledging that God is our sustainer and provider. So he is the one that gives us. Not, we're not self-sufficient. There's nothing wrong with taking care of ourselves. But, but God is our provider. And so understanding uh, about what he means and what we're saying and what we're praying about. And, and then God doesn't lead us into temptation. But sometimes we... He allows us to be tested by them. So being able to go through that. And then Jesus gives us uh, here, and this is out of my commentary I'm sharing. Jesus gives us a startling warning about forgiveness. This is the part we're going to hone in on. If we refuse to forgive others, God will also refuse to forgive us. And the reason why is because when we don't forgive others, we are denying our common ground as sinners in need of God's forgiveness. God's forgiveness of sin is not the direct result of our forgiving others, but it is based on our realizing what forgiveness means. It is easy to ask God for forgiveness, but difficult to, to grant it to others. Whenever we ask God to forgive us for sin, we should ask ourselves, have I forgiven the people who have wronged me? So when we do that, my thought too about it is, it's it, my perspective is as if we're saying uh, that we're even better than others. You know, God loved us so much that he forgave us, but yet we can't extend that same love to others. Uh, the love of God, but yet we expect to receive that. So many times uh, that could be something that that is holding us back, that we are uh, cluttered inside with. Let me go to my points. Point number one, you know, a few months ago, uh, I began the process of getting rid of things. Uh, you know, we were preparing for uh, T-Zone's uh, clothing store that we're doing to help, you know, selling items, gently used items to help support our mission. And so as I was getting rid of things, I, things that I no longer needed or or was even using, 
It was amazing to see how many shoes, just cleaning out my closet that was, you know, just piled up with things and shoes mainly. That's what I put in there on the floor. And our closet, my our closets are not that big. So it's not like the newer homes where you've got these huge walk-in closets and all that. No, no, no. <laughs> and so I was thinking, man, I need space. I can't see the, the shoes that I'm actually wearing uh, because of the ones I no longer wear. I mean, I used to wear super high heels and those days are over for me. I don't wear those anymore. Maybe the tallest is like a three inch or two inch heel. So I had piled away all these things in my closet. And, and uh, after I got rid of things one evening, just start pulling things out. There were about 50 pair of shoes. Yeah, that was amazing and kind of embarrassing. Uh, once I cleared them out, I had space to organize and see what I was really using. You know, after clearing out shoes, I, I, I started on my clothes and then on my hubby's clothes and my granddaughter's stuff because she has a room here too and uh, clothes here and she's got two dressers in her room. And, you know, once I cleared her stuff out, there was one armoire totally freed up. <laughs> and uh, at one point, I was looking at buying another dresser or armoire to, for my husband's things uh, because he just didn't have enough room. But once I cleared out things that he was no longer wearing or able to fit, I cleared out of his closet alone a good, uh, probably at least 50 shirts, button-down shirts. Uh, yeah, those are all these things we're selling <laughs> for a very cheap rate to support T-Zone. So, and they're all in excellent shape. Uh, but, you know, it was amazing to see what we had and we were no longer using. That was just creating clutter in our house, in our closets that nobody could really see it because it was behind closed doors. Mm, yeah. The same thing happens to us spiritually. Uh, we have so uh, much that we're carrying around, extra baggage, bondage, because of self-condemnation. God has forgiven us a long time ago once we repented and asked for forgiveness, just as I read to you. But for some reason... Uh, we hold on to it sometimes. We we feel like we're not good enough or that this isn't enough. I, I surely need to suffer some more. Uh, you know, we're going to reap what we sow, but God still forgives us for our sin if we ask him for forgiveness. In Psalm 103 and 12, it says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions for us. Now, thinking about how far the east is from the west, let me share this out of my commentary. It says, east and west can never meet. This is a symbolic portrait of God's forgiveness. When he forgives our sin, he separates it from us and doesn't even remember it. Isn't that something? So we need, we need never wallow in, past, uh, in the past for God forgives and forgets. We tend to dredge up the ugly past, but God has wiped our record clean. Hmm. If we are to follow God, we must model our forgiveness. When we forgive another, we must also forget the sin 
Otherwise, we have not truly forgiven. And here's why. Because God doesn't remember the sin anymore. Also, it says in Psalms 100, and if we're like our father, let me say this, we do as he does. All right. It says in Psalms 103 and 13, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Isn't that beautiful? We're his children. He has compassion upon us. So let's go to point number two. The thing that trips us up is waiting on the person we may have harmed to forgive us. We're waiting on them to act the way they used to with us because we apologized and we were genuinely sorry for what we did. We must understand that that is not um, evidence of our forgiveness from God. The way someone acts is not evidence of our forgiveness from God. Our forgiveness from God is based upon God's holiness and his righteousness and, you know, um, his sovereignty and he being our father and his what his word says. His word does not say you're forgiven once the person receives you back into the fold. His word does not say you're truly forgiven once that person begins to treat you with that unconditional love again. It says nothing like that because if it were based upon others the way they treated us, honestly, I'm going to tell you, most of us wouldn't be forgiven. But God doesn't base it on things like that. So he bases it up on our heart and our repentance. You know, to him, we truly meant it. And he truly means what he says. We must also understand that we're all different and we process and react to situations differently. Whereas you may forgive quickly and move on and, and, and you forget for you've forgiven and forgotten and you're now back to where you were and everything's fine. Whereas someone else, they might waddle in that for a long time or, or I don't want to use the word waddle as a way to, to, uh, lessen, uh, how they feel, but they may still be, that may be on their heart still. You know, whatever it is, that's between them and God. And I never want to judge anybody because we don't know what they're dealing with. We don't know what that triggered in their life, whatever it was, the harm that was done. So we don't know. But what we do is we pray for them and we keep it moving. We got to get to moving. So stop basing your forgiveness off of the way others treat you. And receive God's forgiveness and unconditional love for you. Now, you can effectively fulfill your God-given purpose. Before, you were weighed down with things. My husband and I was just talking about this last night. And he was he was like, you know what I realized? You know, the harm that I perpetrate on someone else. And, and uh, I apologize, but that person still has not come around or said anything and and that's their choice and that's okay. But he said, I realized something. He said, God has forgiven me and, and I don't, I'm okay. And you know, that really blessed my heart 
so much because I could see the hurt in his face. I could see it in his body. And God is saying, let that stuff go. It's time to downsize because we're carrying extra stuff that God never intended for us to carry. He says, cast your cares unto me, for I care for you. I'll never forget a mother that God uh, blessed us with to serve and help in whatever capacity. She was a mother that had been on drugs for a good portion of her life. She had gone through quite a bit as a child, uh, and and it kind of drove her that direction. She didn't know Jesus, and and she had, I think, four or five children. Her mom was raising her children, and one day the mother died. The grandmother, uh, this young lady's mother, who was raising her children, and she uh, lived across the street from my mom, and uh, this this wonderful woman was there, uh, sitting on the front steps of her mother's house, crying. And my mother had called me and said, can you come over and go and talk to the young woman and and lead her to Christ? And I did, and we had a conversation. She accepted Jesus that day. And, and um, she started coming to the church. Her life started to change. She, um, it, you know, once she accepted Jesus, but she had some problems still. Uh, that addiction was pretty deeply rooted and truly getting past it. And it took her a few years getting help, uh, leaving the area, uh, moving away from the area uh, that uh, was harming her. And uh, her children uh, were wonderful children, and I'm sure they still are. They trusted their mom, but many times she harmed them. Uh, by stealing from them to go get drugs. Uh, so the trust factor uh, was depleted. And uh, one of her children, even after she stopped doing it and proved that, she was no longer that person. She was no longer on drugs. She was no longer taking from them. As a matter of fact, she was giving and and caring. And, and, and but, but, I'll say, uh, one of her children was so hurt by the past that that child did not show that love and compassion compassion back to her they were she was uh, grown at that time by that time and and her oldest though did uh, and this mother held that for a long time because she knew she had done her wrong she knew she had done all of her children wrong and she had repented. She was so sorry for what she had done. And uh, God used her greatly uh, after that. And, and, and I could see the weight on her, even though she, she was uh, truly involved in her grandchildren's life and still to this day is. Now, I don't know what has happened with that one child and her, but I'm just going by what happened. This was a few years ago. And... Um, the her oldest child received her back like just like that but again the other did not and and the mother was weighed down with that she was really hurt by that and we had a conversation about it before and i just had told her and i'm just going off of memory basically summing it up that you have to do what god has called you to do you still love your children you still show them love 
and you work on building that trust back up. But in the meantime, you do exactly what God said do. Give them time. Give them space. Don't base your forgiveness off of the way you're treated by those that you harmed in the past, even after apologizing and making things right as much as you possibly can. And understand that they are hurt too. And they're dealing with some things and they have to, it, it's between them and God. But in the meantime, don't allow that to stop you from doing God's will. And don't let that uh, determine how you're going to treat that child. You still treat that child with love and compassion like God does us. And it was a blessing to see her begin to flourish and grow in Christ. And the same with you. What is God showing you that you're carrying? You need to unload some things because you're weighing yourself down because of self-condemnation. And God is saying, I've forgiven you. Let it go. Move on. I will work things out with the other person. That's between them and God. If you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That, my friend, is the ultimate. The angels are rejoicing in heaven because of you. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, be like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org. Check out what we're doing with our precious youth, teaching them workforce skills, life skills, entrepreneurship development, and peer mediation skills. And don't forget to partner with us and become a donor to support what we're doing. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.